Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the shenanigans. It was the early 80s, and sex was still a good way to meet new people. The disappointment. And that's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. And the self-confidence. I'm six foot, three inches tall, and maintain a very consistent panda bear shape. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Do we really have to play this hokey song? It's a classic love song, sweetie. But it's so not us. What is us? Something more like this. Pet Shop Boys. Oh, come on. Sean Daly's never going to come back and do the show if you keep playing them. Oh, he's not going to come back anyway. It's The decision is out of his hands. Oh, it's not really. Hey, you know what? He'll come back if we play a song like this. Oh, what is that? Some sort of weird dedication to his harem, Molly Sherman, Natalie Diffenbaugh, Christy Pergakis, and God knows who else? Uh, yeah, it is. You know what? Let's just play our song and get the show started with. Oh, okay. I want to Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And with me today, Vegas Girlfriend. Greetings from the frozen north. How bad is it up there in Michigan? We've gotten four feet of snow this season. It's, I think it's some sort of new record. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Although, of course, I come here and it's supposed to be 50 there this weekend, which for us is really, really warm. So perfect timing. Well, it is perfect timing because uh, Sean Daly is not here right now, but... Mm. Uh, Vegas girlfriend assures me that if I do this show properly, uh, Sean and I will have some uh, male bonding time for the uh, segments of the show, right? Absolutely. That's, that's fair. That's totally fair. It's a little fair. give and take. Yeah. So um, Vegas girlfriend will not be here for Valentine's Day. No. So we're recording this ahead of time. And so it was her idea yeah. to have it. Because I really think that you know we've pretty much exhausted every Valentine's Day theme on the show. But you thought of... Famous couples of the 80s. But it's a very fine line between love and nausea. It came to me like a thunderbolt. Yeah, and I was drinking at the time, so who was I to say no <laughs> or yes to any idea that you had? Cannibal! Cannibal coming. So here's the shtick. We're going to go through our 10 favorite couples of the 80s, um, not in any particular order, and uh, some of them are fictional, some of them are not. And... Uh, we did get a lot of suggestions on the blog, and we appreciate that. We'll mention a couple of those in here. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sean, if I if I do my job correctly, Sean, I'll be back for the segments. Yes. And um, you'll go. What will you do during that time? Um, probably do homework. <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's all I do when I'm not here. Okay, right, ready right, for the first one? Jace. I give you Charles and Diana. Wilt thou have this woman to thy wedded wife? So long as you both shall live. I will. Diana Francis, wilt thou have this man to thy wedded husband? So long as you both shall live. I will. 
I remember, I mean, I was pretty young when they got married in July 29th, 1981. Um, but God, I was what, eight years old? Yeah. Nice. Um, I still remember though, especially the, the female members of my family were totally obsessed with the wedding and all the preparations and the, what is it, the 25 foot long train of the gown and blah, blah, blah. So July 29th, 1981, a crowd of 600,000 people gather in London Mm-hmm. To catch a glimpse of Prince Charles and Lady Diana Spencer on their wedding day, the uh, they were married in St. Paul's Cathedral, which I've been to. Ooh, very nice. Aren't you special? Yeah, um, a congregation of thirty five hundred mm-hmm. and an estimated TV audience of seven hundred and fifty million. Yes, making it, according to Wikipedia, anyway, the most <laughs> popular program ever and who, broadcast. And who are we to question Wikipedia? If Wikipedia died tomorrow, this podcast would die with it. It really would. It, they had to sponsor us. The um, it was really funny. There is no stuck in the eighties page on Wikipedia. Well, somebody needs to do something. No, but it's like that. it kind of my busy schedule of uh, of watching James what? Bond movies <laughs> and drinking wild turkey. According to our, our sources, uh, Diana was twenty years old at the time, and um, she actually mixed up Princess Prince Charles's names, calling him Philip Charles Arthur George rather than Charles Philip. Did I ever tell you my theory that nobody should get married unless they're at least thirty? No, but it's a good theory. That I would have solved both of our problems, wouldn't Ex- it? Exactly. Not my second problem. My second problem would have still been intact. Yeah, well, it would have solved all my problems. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I believe that. Um, you know, it's funny. I have a lot of people I went to high school with who are married, um, who were married and had kids like right after high school. Oh, and literally, you know, I, I'm still in touch with them, and they're, all their kids now are in high school. High school, or like seniors in high school. Oh, don't you feel old? Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Um, 20 year reunion for me two more years hey Charm buddy yeah I know no I'm not why not <laughs> you don't want me there why not I, I didn't go to my 20 I mean I didn't drag my wife to my 20 year reunion yeah well maybe that was part of the problem <laughs> no that was what made my 20 and I was going to say I know why you what <laughs> Never Stevie mind. was a bad bad Stevie boy did a, Stevie done a bad bad thing <laughs> several times over oh. I know you know the stories and nobody yeah. else is going to hear the stories today because it's on to the next couple yes. hey speaking of people who like to cheat uh, <laughs> well, that's not what I did though I swear to God mm-hmm. um, our next couple yes Eddie Van Halen and Valerie Bertinelli I think what happened is that uh, both of us kind of got each other's personalities. Like, uh, I got to be a little crazy, and he got to act a little more saner. You know, it, he felt more comfortable being sane, and I felt more comfortable letting go. Well, so there were four years of uh, living in the nearest Holiday Inn was my address, you know. Mm-hmm. Now I got home. You like that? Sure. Well, honey, when I met you, you were living with your parents. I was so bummed. You know, if, if those two crazy kids can't make it, what hope is there for the rest of us? None. Uh, Valerie Bertinelli is only seven years older than me. I don't know that I want Wolfie as a stepson. Now. <laughs> so that's not going to work out. Eddie's 54 now. Um, the show, of course, did you ever watch One Day at a Time or was that really before your time? Uh, no, well, I watched it in reruns. Yeah. Um, I was trying to remember the name of the handyman. Is it Booker? No, that was George Clooney's character on Roseanne. Never yeah. Uh, it debuted in 75 and it lasted till I believe 84. But um, it's like this show of a million problems because it had Mackenzie Phillips, Ugh, obviously. Train wreck. Big time. And um, But I believe Valerie Bertinelli and Eddie Van Halen got married in 81. So the same year, pretty much, as Princess Just and Charles. Yeah. I see a pattern here. Very bad pattern. Yeah. Um, 
They uh, they had one kid. Obviously, everybody knows Wolfie. Wolfie, uh, who yeah. played uh, he played bass for the band on their reunion tour. Yeah, he's pretty good too. It's not he just is nepotism. Good. He is yeah. good. Um, Sean and I went to that concert. We had the best time. We really yeah. did. It was so much fun. That's and cool. um, was Diamond Dave there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, it was it was pretty. And all they did was play their greatest hits. Yeah. And at that point, they had already announced their separation. Although mm-hmm. I don't know if they were divorced. They... You, you and I both know once you announce a separation, it's over. Oh yeah. Any. It always amazes me when people are like, well, let's just do a trial separation. Oh, bull. Because what happens on a trial separation? I mean, you find out how nice it is not to be with them anymore. Right. <laughs> and, then you, and then you fool around with other people. And you're like, wow, this rules. Screw you, dude. Yeah. And then when you get back, okay, the trial separation's over. We're married again. It's like, it's like you didn't sleep God, with anybody so during our trial separation, did you? It's like, of course I did. <laughs> that was a trial separation I for. I thought that was a free pass. It's a whole point. It's on furlough. God. Not good. So mm. um, they, when did they get divorced? They announced it in 2002. 2000. 2000. Separation 2001, which means... Finalized in 2007. So, yeah, so they were separate. They were divorced by the time I saw them. Yeah. Um, and I guess in an interview just last year with Oprah Winfrey, Valerie told everyone that, yes, they had both cheated. Well, you know, it happens. He's a rock star. I know. Come on. Why do they even bother getting married? Really? Come on. Well, Would you marry a rock star? John I mean, Taylor. You, John yeah. Taylor. John, John Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, I mean, you know he's going to cheat on you. Yeah, but he's so hot, I wouldn't care. <laughs> okay, well, touche. <laughs> Ready for the next person on the list? Yells. Oh, God. <laughs> the Poison Pens. We did a whole episode on them. Yes. Sean and Madonna. Hey, how'd you like to come in the shadows with me and have a big baby? It's perfectly bright enough as it is, thank you. Sean Penn seems like he would be impossible to live with. I mean, the man has, like, no sense of humor. None. In fact, we were talking about this the other day, um... Sean, me, and Steve Persaw, the film critic here at the Times, were talking mm-hmm. about uh, Milk, for, yeah. w- for which Sean Penn's nominated for yeah, a uh, Oscar award. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah. And we were talking about how the fact that Sean Penn hasn't done a funny role since Spicoli. Since Spicoli. Mm-hmm. And really, if you think about it, he didn't do any funny roles before Spicoli. The guy has done no comedy except for one. And of course, that's his iconic role, at least to, well, to the, us, to the Second East Nation. Nation yes. But I mean, there's something about Sean Penn where everything he does is just an automatic downer. The guy, you, you're right, he's got no sense of humor. He might yeah. be, he's a great actor. Oh, fantastic but he, actor. He's quite possibly the most miserable human being on the planet. <laughs> it's entirely possible. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't want to. I, I wouldn't even want to be friends with him. Not you know. Maybe that was part of the reason why he married Madonna. He just wanted a little bit more pain in his life. He got a lot. Yeah, he did. I don't. I don't understand the attraction. I mean, I understand. Her, I mean, uh, on either side, really. they were both on drugs. I don't know. Were they? I wouldn't doubt it. So they were married in 1985. Um, how long did they last? Four years. I'm amazed they lasted that long. The um, the the wedding itself, of course, was a total disaster. There were helicopters flying over the uh, the. The, compound yeah malibu i think they got yeah there. yeah, yeah. It was, it's one of those they were like the first of the you know great big celebrity weddings that we all mock and i think if you go back in time right to the very beginning of stuck in the 80s uh gina vivanetto and i did a whole episode on that which is kind of i don't know why i guess because you know why because it was the 20 year anniversary of their marriage oh okay i love this quote it says it was like vietnam madonna told the press of the marriage well their marriage was kind of like vietnam too yeah it would be kind of cool to see them back together but, I mean, in, in a bizarre, freaky, twisted kind of way, yeah, I think it would uh, be the ultimate. Like, it would be ultimate proof that yes, the whole world is stuck in the eighties. Uh, so, in a sense, I should root for it. Yes, you should. <laughs> Maybe she'll go back to the way she was before if she married Sean Penn again. Ooh, that'd be nice. Oh. I had I had a moment of shame earlier today because um, Vegas girlfriend's in town for the weekend, 
and we were flipping around um, on the cable, and a James Bond movie came on, and which it was just, Octopussy was just ending. I love Octopussy, and uh, You Only Live Twice was coming on, and so we were debating James Bond theme songs, and I admitted that I do actually have the Madonna. Uh, die another day. Steve Spears, secret shame on my iPod. It's my only. It's the only Madonna song on my iPod. I think. Oh, not even the old stuff. I might have Lucky Star. Oh, okay. Or Borderline, or like nah, Virgin Crazy for You is probably on there. I am going to what make. I I made him watch part of it last night. I'm going to make Steve watch Gentlemen Prefer Blondes with Marilyn Monroe and Jane Russell because that's where Madonna stole the idea for the Material Girl video. And of course, I will watch it because I'm complete. <laughs> thank god for that yeah speaking of couples that uh, we wish had never gotten together um let's let's hit up let's hit the people up with a fictional couple ready correct the show was family ties la, 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 la. and i know what you're thinking you're thinking we're gonna say michael j fox and tracy poland no. no oh the horror we give you nick and mallory Mallory! God. Scott Valentine. <laughs> Whatever happened to you? Uh, he's still acting, actually. Yes, he was on JAG and CSI. and CSI. He was on... Um, he was actually... Uh, he started out on Knight Rider back mm-hmm. in the 80s. I know he's done a <laughs> TV, TV series called Black Scorpion. Are you ready for the secret shame? More. Oh, yes, yes. Back in the 80s, he did a movie. Um, My Demon Lover. That I actually paid money to see in the theater. My God, what were you thinking, Spears? I'm sure it was a date. It better yeah. have been a date. She, she must have made you do it, right? I think it might have been the same girl I went to see Hard to Hold with. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> Rick Springfield. I, I'm not wow, sure. That, I, it's, it's, that relationship was just doomed to failure from the start, wasn't it? And the girls shared the same name as my first ex-wife, too. Yes. I thought that was so bizarre because that's an odd name. And for you to date two people audra audra that is really weird that yeah. was a southern thing i don't know the, f- the first mrs spears has drifted off into the ethernet i have no her whereabouts are currently unknown to uh officially to the stuck in the 80s she, she probably prefers it that way no yeah and all is not well in that relationship no. no not at all um i don't know what it is that annoys me so much about nick and mallory as a as a couple they were both just completely stupid what was his job he was an artist he was oh an artist. god i think he was he was, a, he was an artist, probably a bad one. And then I don't know what she... She well, didn't do anything. Well, you know, it was funny because you know what made me think of this? Just the other day on cable, they were showing um, Satisfaction. Oh, God, yeah. The movie with her and Liam Neeson yeah. where she's... Uh, she's in a girl band. Yeah. Yeah. She's awful. I, well, I will say I love Arrested Development. Steve and I watched it a couple times and uh, I've, I own them all on DVD. And as everyone probably knows, Jason Bateman is Justine Bateman's brother in real life, who's kind of the main protagonist on the show. There is one episode of Arrested Development where Justine Bateman comes on playing someone who may possibly be the Jason Bateman's character, Long Lost Sister, and she's a hooker. And she's really good. She's really funny. So, And she looks great, too. Does she? She's aged very well. She, looks, she still looks fantastic. She's probably, what, a year or two older than me, I would yeah. guess? Ballpark, yeah, something like that. Interesting. I'd love to have her on the show. I'd love to have Jason Bateman on the show. Oh God, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah, they're doing Arrested Development movie. I can hardly wait. Yeah, I don't know. Can it possibly be as good as a TV series? I don't think so. Um, eh, you never know. High hopes. Uh, did you like Family Ties as a show? You know what? I liked it a lot when I was a kid. It's one I haven't watched it recently though. It might be one of those things where I watch it now and I'm like, oh my God, why did I like this? I've um, seen it lately on uh, like late night 
cable channels mm-hmm. does not, not hold, hold up. up. Yeah, no. e- even with the two-time Academy Award winner Tom Hanks as a guest star. No. Yeah. Um, Michael J. Fox basically just plays himself the whole time. There's something about oh, this whole... I, no, 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 no. I like Michael J. Fox. Yeah. I, I love Michael J. Fox. not love Michael J. Fox. Some people call him the most overrated actor of the 80s. Well, okay, I must admit, for a class, um, it was... Uh, patient care type thing i had to read his autobiography and it was actually really good i highly recommend it to the stuck in the 80s nation it's called lucky man um and it talks you know and he wrote it i you can tell he did not ghostwrite it it's it's a pretty it's a real easy read and uh talks about his whole like rise to fame and how you know he had you know family ties which was a top 10 tv show and back to the future which was like number one movie like at the same time which nobody does anymore and just it was just insane but um He's a great guy, you know, and he, you know, the whole thing with uh, Parkinson's and how he's raised a lot of awareness and he's raising money for cures. And I mean, he's a great guy. Yeah. If, if you ever get a chance to see him, he did it. He was on uh, Inside the Actor's Studio. Oh, oh yeah. I remember he year. had to take a break to take his Parkinson's He had to take meds. a break. To yeah, take to his, take his cinema. When he came back, he was, uh, he he was, was much better. Yeah. Um, I also, he was in a really good movie directed by Peter Jackson, who directed those Lord of the Rings movies called The Frighteners, which was a very underrated movie. I highly recommend people rent it. He's really good in it. What's his worst movie, though? Oh, there's so many to choose from. Uh, Bright Lights, Big City. I really like the book of Bright Lights, Big City, and it's got the Brian Ferry song, Kiss and Tell, in it. So. Uh, Doc Hollywood's pretty awful. Oh, you take that back. I will not take it back. First of all, filmed just south of Gainesville, Florida, in Micanopy, the grand town of Micanopy. Um, <laughs> he, par- he partied the whole time in Gainesville. There's fo- all, the, all the bars in Gainesville have fuzz of drunken Michael J. Yeah, Fox. Yeah, he was pretty off the rails back then um, in his book. He's got the great scene where the girl pops out of the lake naked. Oh, good Lord. That, that would be if, if it were an if, '80s movie. If it's got a boob shot, Steve Spears yeah. likes it. If that were an '80s movie, it would definitely be on my list of top ten topless scenes of the '80s. Okay, no question. It'd be like number three, number okay. two, maybe. All right, I would put it above Phoebe Cates. That's how much. Really? That's how strongly wow. I feel about Dang. Doc Hollywood and breasts. Uh, more above Jamie Lee Curtis and Trading Places. Ooh, neck and neck. Okay, but um, it's a good movie. I would say also, uh, let's see, Secret of My Success, pretty unwatchable. Yeah, it's pretty And good. Light of Day with Joan Jett. I kind of like Light no, of Day. <laughs> no, no, don't even it's say It's got Jenna Rollins in it. She was the widow of John Cassavetes. Come oh, on. I guess. Yeah, and I love Joan Jett. If you think, though, that Light of Day and Satisfaction had bad music, <laughs> the next couple... <laughs> I'm giddy just thinking about it's it. It's going to shock you into never listening to this podcast again. Here are Joni and Chachi singing the theme song to their show. Something magic in the way you hold me in your eyes. No one ever warned me, love just takes you by surprise. I don't know what's come over me, you got me hypnotized. so bad and i remember i used to watch it when i was a kid i don't remember anything about it i actually we were reading the stats on it today i didn't remember i forgot ellen travolta john travolta's mom played chachi's mom oh yeah yeah bizarre um joni loves chachi um obviously a spinoff of happy days yes broadcast on uh, from 1982 to 1983 <laughs> thank uh, god scott Bayo <laughs> and uh, aaron moran reprising their roles for happy days yes and now 
Did you ever watch the uh, Scott Bayo reality TV show on VH1? No, I don't have cable. Oh, that's right. Oh, so, yeah. I'm... The um, I think it went on for two seasons. It may have gone on for a third. Now, I, heard I it wa- was like watching a train wreck. No, it was fun. It was it was great yeah. fun. Um, um, the first season it was I think Scott Bayo is forty three and single. I think it was called mm-hmm. or something. He hasn't like. even married multiple times. No, he had never been married oh, never at that been point. Married. Okay. And so his whole point was that he's 43 years old and he's been a bachelor forever. Uh-huh. And so he went to I need a wife. He so he went to like this therapist to you know say you know I want to I want to figure out why it is I can't right. make any relationship work why I can't get serious about anybody. Correct. And so her advice was to go back and revisit all your serious relationships mm-hmm. and ask them you know what went wrong. What, and what? so so the entire that's the entire uh, idea Premise. of the show. And yeah. so. There's the scene, the un- very uncomfortable <laughs> scene where he goes and has to talk to Aaron Moran mm-hmm. because they, oh god, really? They were a real life couple, <gasps> and she was making an appearance at a Happy Days Re- or a con, con yeah. or a happy con, or is it, it might have just been an autograph signing. Okay, and so he showed up to meet her, and bef- she, supposedly bef- she did not know he was going to be there. Uh, yeah, yeah it's I mean, VH1, all that stuff is VH1 states. reality shows. There's nothing. There's that, nothing real about. There's nothing real about him. Yeah, the um. Did she just look horrified? No, no. She's real happy to see him. Oh. But I guess, and I could be remembering this wrong, but I want to say that she was his first. Oh. God, I would not want to meet my first again. And they were quite young. I think it was in their happy... When they were still on happy days. It was when they were still on happy days. So they were like, he was, and I think she's a few years older than him. Okay. Yikes. By a considerable amount. Oh, that's so And she, I think, now I'm really like... I should have done more research. I want to say that she said it was awful. Oh man, God! So imagine being called out by by your first by your first on to say how sh- how bad crappy you were. You were. <laughs> I mean, I know that if if my first ever surfaces one day, I mean, sure, I'm sure she will say exactly the same. I don't even. But I'm not chachi, you know. I'm, I'm not chachi. Well, you know, turn I'm that not- into a t-shirt, Mar- Marissa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was it. Was and of course, it, I think he finally does get married, and he or he has a kid. Didn't he him. marry like a Playboy playmate or something? Well, he slept with a lot of them. Yeah, but he did finally have a girlfriend. He he had a a kid with her, and I don't okay. know if they ever got married. I I got I get bored of any TV show after about a season. I can't stick with it. And well, you're, we're trying with The Sopranos. I know. I'm, I'm making my way through The Sopranos. I'm so retarded that I'm like I'm. You're so I'm behind. like six years behind. Every You're only watching trend. it because of the Journey song in the last episode. Yeah, I wouldn't understand why they used it. <laughs> we're all trying to understand why they used it. So we're like we're more than halfway done with the list now. Yes. Have I done a decent job? You have done an excellent job, sir. Do I deserve a little uh, male male bonding time with my buddy? I suppose so. Okay, you go do some homework, and we'll go into segments, and we'll come get you in a little while. Oh, okay. Ah, by the sound of the tone, it must be time for Reader Mailbag. And as promised, Sean Daly is back. It's really nice that your girlfriend lets you hang out with me. Yeah. As long as this doesn't last more than... permission for this. We've got 20 minutes, my friend. I know! She's out there like a prison warden! This Uh, is your conjugal visit! Make sweet love to me. Yeah. And I brought you a Valentine's Day present. I see this! What is this stuff? Uh, One of our Uber fans, Jen from Korea... Sent us a care package of Korean goodies. You know, I'm looking at them, and you know what we have here? We have Squidians. What do you have? I have, uh... What the hell are they called? These seem to be called Ozekiel. 
I, I can't pronounce this. It says she's got a note on every one of these. This says this is honey and peanut covered oh. grain product. <laughs> these smell so bad. I'm gonna try a squidian. They're shaped like little squids. They're squid flavored uh, potato snacks. Ready? Sweet potato snacks. I think squid flavored. Okay, Here go. We go. Squidlicious. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> no, it doesn't taste like much at all. Okay, let's try this thing here. They're vaguely salty. She sent, while well, I open this up, she sent a card with it. What's a card say? Oh, man. Steve and Sean, thanks for providing so many hours of amusement and high quality content. Enjoy your quote unquote snacks if you think any of them qualify as food. Jen in Korea. Nice. P.S. When are the rest of Duran Duran going to be interviewed? Yeah, not anytime soon. And you know, she also sent us um, Korean Funyuns. Oh God! Hot and spicy baked onion. Oh look! Oh Oh, God! God. Look at look look how these look. I prefer American Funyuns. Okay, here try the. What uh, what are you eating in there? What do you got? This is a honey and peanut covered grain product. Ready? Mm, Sounds delicious. <laughs> you can't play. Is it good? Just like breakfast cereal. You're not recoiling in horror. Just like breakfast cereal. Okay. okay oh. I got to squid. You know what else she sent? But I'm not. I'm not even. I will eat them. Silkworm larvae. What? To be eaten with beer. Now, silkworm chrysalis. Look. Can you hear that at all? Ugh. I know. You know, she sent me an email and described how you're supposed to eat those. Yeah. In Korea. They're served in a big wok, hot. And she says, you know they're done right if it smells like warm garbage. What, you're, you know your silkworm chrysalis yeah, already? Yeah. Oh, this? Lord. Let's she say, also let's... Sent, me, uh, sent us a single slice of Spam. Did you open it? <laughs> yeah, I did. I haven't had lunch. You going to take a bite out and of it? And she said these are served. And now, Spam, of course, is American. I've never had Spam, spam before. Spam is big in Korea. And Spam is served in single slices. Do you slices. think this is safe? Do you really think this is safe for me to eat? We'll find out. Dude, I will. You really you think this? I can't eat this. Go ahead. Try it. I'll die. I've had Spam before. It's yeah, not... but not sent overseas. You'll be okay. All right. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> God. Don't spit. Did you spit it out? <laughs> you spit it out. I, yeah, well, you can come in here and finish the spam. Mm-mm. I was brought up on spam. Really? Was, yeah, my mom used to make it. We used to grill it out on the grill. Oh, God. Grilled spam? <laughs> yeah, that was a delicacy at Casa uh, Spears. You kind of got the good snacks in there. <clears throat> we'll open up some more as the show goes on. All right, okay. But uh, first we've got some reader mail back. How much time we got left before the Before she starts banging on the door? Through. I don't know. Squid flavored snacks. Okay. Oh, we have reader mailbag. That's my job. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I just spat out my first. Spam. First email is from Kevin Weber of Toronto, Canada. Yeah. These uh, today's uh, mail very um, opposite ends of the appreciation spectrum. Both about the Smiths podcast. Yeah. The Got first it. one's from Kevin. Dear Stephen Sean, I never imagined I'd feel compelled to write this stuck in the eighties. Not even after rifling through almost every one of the archived podcasts. I imagine myself as a lurker, quietly enjoying the blog and podcast without ever feeling the need to respond. Then I turned into episode 155, 
Looking forward to an entertaining review of The Smiths, one of my favorite bands, as well as the triumphant return of Kathy Wass. But suddenly, you began discussing a song I hadn't expected you to mention. The song was, You Just Haven't Earned It Yet, Baby. Just as unexpectedly, you and Kathy began to talk about Christy McCall's version of that song. I was a fan of Christy since the mid-80s. When she died in 2000, one of the hardest things about it for me was having no one to mourn with. Christy was not particularly well-known in North America, and her tragic death brought to an end any chance of her genius being more widely recognized. When you and Kathy said that you learned about Christy's death for the first time while researching the show, it was as if it was 2000 all over again, and I was hearing the news for the first time. The difference was, this time, I had people to mourn with. It was a powerful moment for me. I cried for Kirsty once again, as I have many times over the last eight years. But this time I felt less alone. I wanted to thank you and Kathy for that. Kevin Weber, Toronto, Canada. Wow. I know. It's quite powerful, isn't it? Did I detect a little bit of uh, moisture emanating from your... Uh spam? Ocular sockets. <laughs> it was just my... It was moisture emanating from my spam. Well, th- this next letter isn't as nice. Isn't as... Appreciative, we but should say. Letter number two, Derek Taylor. Derek Taylor. Dear Steve, Sean, and any guests you might have this week, already <laughs> we get a taste of disdain. Thank you so much for the podcast on the Smiths. I needed something to put my kids to sleep. The music of the Smiths was so boring, it makes me glad I didn't listen to college radio stations in the 80s. I think Sean made the right decision in stepping out for this one. He might have started snoring in the background. Now that you have the Smiths out of the way, you can finally do a cast on metal in the 80s. Woo! Bands such as Poison, Rat, Warrant, Whitesnake, Def Leppard, Metallica, Iron Maiden, Kiss, Queensryche, Cinderella, and many, many more. We slept through the Smiths. Now give us something to wake us up. Derek Taylor. Oh. I gotta say, this letter is actually a lot meaner. You cut out a lot. I, I did cut out some stuff. The middle part was just... <laughs> I think he ripped on uh, past podcasts as well. Yeah, he, he talked Molly about... Molly Ringwald. Yeah, Molly Ringwald. Hey, you know, we've had our hits and misses. So there you go. Kevin Webber's was beautiful. Derek didn't like the show as much. Hmm. Silkworm Chrysalis. I'm close. Don't I'm close it. to opening it. We're not going to be able to open up... You know how bad that place is going to smell if you have Spam? Trust me, the Spam ain't exactly, uh, you know, take air one more, Take one more bite. No, because I'm afraid like the whole like pressurized cabin plane stuff is gonna like screw up the spam my tongue is already burning should it be burning that might be from the the korean funyuns though no, i got something else in here what's this yeah you got the angel love food spinach i have dr you golden kids um spinach wafers each serving contains 100 million live digestive bacteria <laughs> uh, i don't think i'm eating this can't go wrong with that. That doesn't sound good at all. Yeah, why would you? Is that really bragging rights? Yeah, I, I really say one serving contains zero live digestive bacteria. Oh no, 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 not happening. I got to, I got to be on my A game this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, if you have an email, send it to us at stuckinies at tempe.com. Korean snack food not required. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Hey, it's the weekly segment where I play a clip of a movie, and if you can get it right, this week we do have a prize. Mad Balls. 
And I'm not talking about my nickname for Daly in there. <laughs> Actually, that's Gray Balls, right? <laughs> I am Gray Balls. Mad Balls is my cousin. Yeah, Larry. Larry Daly. <laughs> hey, Mad Balls. I call him Mad and he calls me Gray. I mean, we shorten yeah, it up. That's you nice. Know? Uh, Mad Balls. Do you remember Mad Balls? I do not remember Mad Balls. Mad Balls came out in 1986. And they're these freaky looking rubber balls that um, they're kind of an uh, offshoot of the, you know, the wacky packages and uh, Garbage Pail Kids. Sure, kind of phenomenal. sure. They actually um, had their own Saturday morning cartoon. There was a comic book. There was even a video game you could play on your home. Everybody computer. got a freaking cartoon back then. I know. Rubik's Cube got a cartoon. Every Like Quisp. I think Quisp got a cartoon, didn't they? Quisp, the cereal? <laughs> uh, so Mad Balls. I have four Mad Balls left to give away. I'm going to give away the spam, too. Oh, God. Can you imagine sending that in the mail? I have something really disgusting. You know what it reminds me of? I don't even want to say it. It's so... You'd have to bleep it. Go ahead. It looks like the inside of an... <laughs> an unwashed... Uh, Wait for the DVD to come out to hear what Sean actually said. <laughs> Doesn't it though? Gelatinous. Yeah, it's kind of bad. Ugh, I'm telling God. you, my parents used to to make it nonstop. I think my mom still makes it, so I never go eat dinner at uh, yeah. Mama Spears's house. Pay attention. Here was last week's mystery movie moment. Damn you! Damn you to hell! Yes, that is Lady Hawk with Rutger Hauer. One of my favorite movies starring uh, Matthew Broderick, Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't think I've seen that thing the whole way through. I won't give it away. Do you love it? Yeah, it's great. Rutger Hauer. <laughs> Come on, man. I love him as Albert Speer in Inside the Third Reich. I know. You, you quote know. that at least once a day, too. Once a day. Once a day. You know who got it right? No one. Nobody. The person who came closest was the man known only as Rowan, who uh, correctly guessed Rutger Hauer but thought it was from The Hitcher. <laughs> this is probably the first time I think since we've done this contest where no one's gotten it right. I think I think we've had one or two um, movie uh, music challenges where nobody got it right, but I don't think I've ever stumped people with that. I mean, no one. Need, going back I to think the only flavored snacks. Go what do they taste? What do they really taste like? Yeah, they can taste salty. Do they taste vaguely uh, marine. You know, <laughs> there's only a little bit of sea. Oh wait, yeah, I just got a taste of squid right there. Tentacles. What's the name of that breakfast cereal? Like on one side it's frosted and the other side it's not. Frosted wheats. Frosted, frosted mini wheats. That's what these kind of look like, but squid shaped frosted mini wheats. They need milk too. <laughs> you can put them up <laughs> these. Uh, here, I'm going to check one of these more. These aren't bad. These uh, honey peanut. Yeah, you took the good ones for yourself. Those uh, Korean Funyuns are brutal. You know what the thing is? I tried one of them. The first bite, it literally tastes like someone just. <laughs> Hit you in the mouth with some, like like someone took a giant. What's the word I'm looking for? I want to find a non-brown word that won't affect you. <laughs> oh yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. Don't say the word. But don't you know what I'm talking about. That's what it tastes like. And then they finally, say that it's, it settles in, in. These are good. Ready? I so want to like Korean Funyuns though. Squidians, I love. I so I'm gonna try again. Oh. <laughs> Oh, so bad! It's, yeah, almost like something that's spoiled. But as 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 you start chomping on them, it's not so bad. But that first bite, oh, the first God. bite you can't get through. God. Ready? <laughs> so bad. 
Well, I got to eat some squidians to get the taste out of my mouth. Okay, here we go. All right, go ahead. God. What are we on? Oh, no. the new movie. Yeah, ready? Yeah. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. You don't look like browsers. No, what do browsers look like? Yeah, maybe I'm half browser. On his father's side. Give it a go, Mr. Daly. I have no idea. <laughs> All I know is I need more. I'm surrounded by horrible foods. These are really good in here. You'd like these a lot. Just save some of those for me. I want. Yeah, no problem. If you know it, I'll give you twenty dollars if you eat the rest of the spam. Really? Honestly, let me see the twenty dollars. Seriously, you'll do it? Well, I want to see the twenty dollars before I even think about it. Hold on. I don't want to tell everyone where the microphone's at. A twenty dollar bill, Sean Taylor's wallet. I've never seen that before. Will you eat the spam? Okay, I got the spam in my hands. How bad is the smell in here, by the <sighs> way? It's it's really bad. I know. You know, it's, it smells like a dorm room, like on the last day before school. Korean break. dorm room. I rented that oh. once, Korean dorm room. Not as good as you thought it was. No, I don't, but the twist at the end surprised me. Yes. Oh, God, it just smells. Eat so- it! Eat the damn spam. Ready? 20 bucks. <sighs> All right, you know what? I'll give you the 20. Just eat two good bites. You don't even have to eat the whole thing. The size of the Spam is about the size of what? A Pop-Tart. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to puke. Stop. Just take the money. It's not that bad. Oh, oh stop it. Oh, you're eating it like a Pop-Tart, too. <laughs> it's, not, it's a meat Pop-Tart. It's not that bad. You like Bill Murray and Caddyshack eating the baby Ruth? Ugh, no, this is one more bite. One more bite. I'll give you the twenty. 20. Okay. Take that that wobbly one right up top. No, because you ate off that. Ooh, it looks you? like a puzzle piece now, like a fleshy puzzle piece. Oh, jeez, it's like something out of a David Cronenberg movie. <laughs> it's like a gristle gun. <laughs> stop saying that. It's <laughs> in my mouth. It's like a knuckly gristle gun. Oh, stop it. Oh. Ugh. I love the protective <laughs> layer of. Smeg on that too. There's not enough water in the world. <laughs> All right, you earn your money. Take your damn twenty bucks. Oh, thank you. I'll make you pay for lunch tomorrow. Ah, oh, God. Where can I put? Jeez, this? thanks, Jim. We're loving the snacks. <laughs> oh, the smell. Just in put here. the uh, spam in your pocket. Save it for later. <laughs> your gristle gun. Oh man, I, I don't want to ruin the the honey covered uh, peanut wafers. I'm gonna put them in this. Uh, oh, that's nasty. Oh, God, I almost dropped on a control board. <laughs> I wanted to try one of those. You're putting the spam in there. No, this is what you don't want to try. Trust me. Okay. okay, here we go. All right, here we go. What are we on now? Mystery movie moment. So if you know it. Oh, God. Korean yeah. dorm room. That's my guess. <laughs> Not correct. Email us at stuckings at tempe.com because Sean Daly is ready to call you a fleshy Pop-Tart. <laughs> Ah, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. If we make it through this segment, there is a God. Because I'm pretty sure we've put stuff in oh, our stomach that should never God, be God, I'm just, yeah. I... You know what? I'm, my, uh, my salivatory glands are starting to kick in overdrive. They're trying to flush it from my they, system. But they can't. Because you've never been to Korea. They're clogged they're clogged with with the these are like foreign, yeah. They're clogged with the it's just... <laughs> it's like I eat. It's like I ate a tub but, of glue. But you know what? This would be the perfect time to eat a silkworm oh, chrysalis. God, it no. would go right down, bloop, like a water slide. <laughs> oh, sh- shut up! You are truly the son of Satan. Ready? 
What the hell? Yeah, name that 80s tune. It's a segment where we play a song from the 80s. If you know it, once again, we have a mad ball with your name on it. Oh, and maybe a half-eaten flesh Pop-Tart. Oh, God. It's starting to come up. Ready? Pay attention. Oh, I'm not kidding either. Stop <laughs> it. Those are disgusting noises. God. It's the, if it's I had the, any balls, I'd eat a uh, silkworm right now. Ooh, God, you got to pop it open like deviled ham. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I hear him like, let me out. <laughs> I want to live. <laughs> Pay attention. Here was last week's mystery clip. Okay. That was Dead or Alive with Brand New Lover. You like Dead or Alive, don't you, Mr. Daly? Yeah, I don't mind them. They were supposed to be on the Regeneration Tour last year. How does Brand New Lover go? Sing a little. You know it. You just don't think you know it. You don't like you like to sing say, it, damn it! How come I'm always I'm crying like a sing new is find myself a brand new lover. Come on, it's terrible. I can't sing. That's why you sing. That's why I just talk. yeah because I can sing. Nobody won that. Everybody won this one. Ready? Yeah. The winners include Abe Froman, the Sausage King of Arizona, Carlos M. Hernandez, Los of, Los uh, Saint Louis, Ted Holst, A. Rod from Ocala, Florida. Jessica Flavor Ruiz. Flavor! Uh, Jordy in Michigan, Mr. Big W in Connecticut, David E. Fox, and Stuart Leffler, who said, I don't need the Taco Bell Chihuahua, but I would love to hear my name mentioned on y'all's podcast because I really love the show. He we deserves, have no more Taco Bell Chihuahuas to give out. Stu deserves the rest of the flesh uh, Pop-Tart. Ugh. Can we keep changing the name of it? Wasn't it just meat Pop-Tart? <laughs> the flesh... Flesh tart. It's, uh, like oh. flesh, uh, it's like that. Uh, stop it. All meat products aside, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. I really got nothing. I'm so stunned by everything that we've consumed today. It's, it's, you know, it doesn't make sense that I don't like spam, right? Well, you know, Isn't spam like uh, like one of those foods that I should enjoy. It's pork. It's spiced ham. It's like it's pig pieces. <laughs> spiced. Hence spam. But you kind of liked it. Well, when I was you know kid- what I was expecting? It's a dollar taste. I thought it would be like a salt explosion. Like, uh, but I thought it was kind of dull. My mom used to bread it, breaded spam, bread it, and then fry it in a frying pan. And I know there's. Some, it's pretty common to have it for breakfast. But yeah. but in I've Korea, had that, uh, scrapple. in Korea, have you ever had scrapple? No, that's pretty good. No. Oh yeah, like. <laughs> You rolled your eyes at me like Scrapple's so much worse than it's pig parts. <laughs> it's all pig parts. There's a whole podcast. Pig parts in the 80s. If you know it. <clears throat> this is our last moment together, by the way. And that's how you want to leave the people. I'm all out of love. Oh. All right. I'm leaving now. If you know it, email us at stuckinthesattempe.com because Sean's parting words to the Stuck in the 80s universe is I love you, Steve Spears. Happy Valentine's Day. Hey, this is Donnie from uh, Texas, and um, just started listening to your podcast um, recently. Just started with episode one back in 2005. Loved you and um, Gina together, Steve. Um, I have to say, listen to a more recent episode, kind of out of order, and uh, wow, I can't stand the new guys. They're full and filthy, filthy mouths. I'm just thinking, 
wow, do I really have to hear the S-bomb four or five times per podcast and bleeping out words and GD this? Well, I can't listen to this with my kids anymore, so um, thanks for ruining that uh, situation for me. Bye. As the music does. Ah, yes. Another satisfied customer stuck in the 80s. Ouch. That was painful. I know. We get hate mail every once in a while. I, I, that I won't deny, but I've never had anybody call it in before. Yeah, well, they they cared enough to send their extreme displeasure with us. <laughs> I know, but you've listened to you haven't listened to all the shows, have you? But you've listened to a Actually, lot. Of them. I haven't, but Cylon has. Really? But yes. I don't remember being that less profane back in the old days. Uh, I think you might have been. You you bleeped it out more. You don't bleep as much now. Yeah, you're not censoring possible. yourself. Well, Sean Daly every once in a while gets on like a tear Mr. where he just where he comes in and he just wants to drop profanity every other. Yeah, uh, maybe that's because FF won't let him swear at home in front of the kids. Maybe he's yeah, really maybe. bad about it in the office too. It's just a matter yeah. of time for I, I HR closes in on us. I gotta I gotta watch it at work too. So, what do you think of the snacks? How's the smell in the? Uh, oh my god, it's repulsive. It's the silkworms. Oh lord! Warm garbage. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want to, you know, insult anyone else's culture or anything, but <laughs> it's oh, not her man. culture. <laughs> Jen's American, but oh, okay. um, the um, the spam is just—I have a well, bad feeling that this is gonna be a long day oh, after the spam. Oh, it's just wrong. You know, well, you know who is the number one uh, spam consumer in the world? Hawaii. Yeah, they've. Heard, that's right, because they eat it for breakfast all the time. Yeah, that's just gross. They make spam kebabs. <laughs> We've got a lot more to go. Okay. You ready for the next one? Yes. Just to prove that uh, this is an equal opportunity offender. Yes. And uh, we like to celebrate diversity here on Stuck in yes, the 80s. Yes, we do. Diversity is very important. <laughs> My personal favorite couple of the 80s, <laughs> Wendy and Lisa. Wendy. Yes, Lisa. Is the water warm enough? Yes, Lisa. Shall we begin? Yes, Lisa. I'm in love all over again. I know. They're so cute. I wish they were still together as a couple, not just as collaborators. Yeah. Um, Wendy Melvone. Melvoin. Melvoin. She's from New York. Is that it? Yeah. And Lisa Coleman. Yeah. Comprised Wendy and Lisa. And of course, they're best known for their time spent with Prince and the yes. Revolution. And I had a chance to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Did God. you express your undying love yes. for them? Yes. I, it, was, it was just... Was just, it embarrassing? I poured it out in buckets right over them. Yeah. The, um, they probably thought it was cute. They had just finished recording, or or they were promoting. They'd done all the the music work for Heroes. Mm-hmm. They, they scored the music. Yes. And so Eric Dagens, the TV critic here at the St. Pete Times, was interviewing them, mm-hmm. and we were recording it. And so we were recording it right here in the podcast studio. And so I got to talk to him for like five or ten minutes as we yeah. were setting it up. The five or ten greatest moments of your life. Yeah, yeah, and um, oh my god, I just I just poured it in on them. You guys, they're just like they're like oh. Sweetie, oh, I'm like, oh, so they call me sweetie. Lesbians love it when straight men have crushes on them. Do they? Yeah, they do. Really? I didn't I, know I, that. I have, I have some, I have some lesbian friends, and they think it's adorable. <laughs> mm. Yeah. What is it? Now you've you've heard about this now. The the, the infamous Steve Spears only loves lesbians, lesbians thing. Yeah. Is there an explanation for that that you can? Think Everybody of? always wants what they can't have. Nice. Yeah. That stings. Yeah. Well, you know. Enjoy true. this flavor of spam in there until <laughs> we finish this podcast. Wendy yeah. and Lisa, um, they're no longer together romantically, but they still collaborate musically. They just released um, a new album called uh, White Flags of Winter Chimneys. It came mm-hmm. out in December 2008. Mm-hmm. But um, they're still, 
I'd love to see them get back together, but and I think Eric asked them that question, like you know, yeah. they're just like, hey, we, you know, water under the bridge. Yeah, it's like you know, we'd love each other as partners, as musical partners, but that's yeah, we can't live with each other romantically anymore. I know. And say the same thing about Prince. They're like, we love him as, but he's like crazy, our, like our de- deviant brother, but he's crazier than a trad. <laughs> Yes, so. I, I still recommend Rent an Evening with Kevin Smith, and he'll tell you all about his time at Paisley Park, Prince's home in studio. It's yeah, it was great. It's a riotous story. The, the parts that I didn't sleep through, I really enjoyed. Yeah. Ready for the next couple? Yes. Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis. Please. I was not pure. The top part insisted in your purity. I was not pure. I don't know what you mean. A fly got into the transmitter pod with me that first time when I was alone. Pop quiz. How many movies did these two once married actors Mm -hmm. produce in the 80s? Uh, We looked at it earlier, so I'm cheating. It's three, although I could only think of two off the top of my head. I had to look up the third one because it was so awful. What are the two obvious ones? Earth Girls Are Easy, which I love. Julie Brown Rules. And... um, uh, the Fly. The Fly. Well, what's the hard one to remember? Oh, Transylvania 65000, which I made my father take me to see it in the theater, and I, I still don't think he's forgiven me. How bad was it? Oh, it's, it's, it's a gallstone of a film. Jeff and, D- and Gina were married for, what, three years in the 80s? Yes. And they claim to maintain a good friendship since. Yeah, and then her career was ruined when she married Rennie Harlan. Yeah. Cutthroat Island. <laughs> Marriage ruins lots of things. Yes, it does. My faith in humanity, for starters. I know. Next couple on the list. David Addison and Maddie Hayes. Do you know what something is? Something? Something. Something she left with the pesto. Do you know what that is? I can guess. Well, I'm not giving that baby to a woman suspected of murder. Suspected, Maddie. Suspected. Doesn't that word mean anything My mind is made Don't up. Don't you think you at least owe her the courtesy of listening to her anything. story? What are you doing? I'm doing what I should, should have, have done, done all along. along. What I wanted to do, do originally. originally. What I should have done last, last night. night. Stop that, David. I'm calling In the police. The police, David. David. Hello, Hello, police? police? I hate you. Our favorite Moonlighters. I love the theme song to this. Uh, I don't. It really bothers me. I thought it was just Al Jarreau. No, it's just, it's, 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 it reeks of like late 70s. Well, I think that's the point though. It's supposed to be like a kind of a send up of detective show. I guess. It was supposed to be actually a send up of uh, Remington Steel. Really? Yeah, that's, oh. the, that's the rumor. Okay. Um, now here's the interesting thing um, Bruce Willis and Simple Shepard mm-hmm. um, did this, the show and it survived for four years on TV. It yes. went downhill. Writer's strike. Well, writer's strike and after they had sex. Yeah, as as all relationships do. But here's the really interesting news. They might get back together. There's talk of a reunion. Yes. Um, and so there's talk of a movie. I wrote about it on the Stuck in the 80s blog. Yes. And the the rumor is that they'll do a TV movie together. Okay, we'll see. Um, and that maybe, depending on how things go, you know, if they put it together and it turns out better than I thought, maybe they'll go big screen with it okay. instead. That may, am I allowed to tell my ribald tale of Sybil Shepherd? Yeah, sure. Uh, if anyone's ever seen her in interviews, she's A, filthy, and B, crazy, which endears her to me greatly. And uh, Sybil Shepherd was quite the uh, supermodel back in the day. You know, she was dating Peter Bogdanovich, and she's in the last picture show. Well, at one point, she dated Elvis back before he was fat and disgusting. And 
I was watching her on this interview and she said, well, you know, people always talk about, you know, Elvis's appetite and how he liked to eat a lot of things. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's one thing Elvis would not eat. Oh, I didn't oh. know that's what you were, you were going there. <laughs> yeah, well, I told it. you it was a ripple tale. <laughs> okay. So if, if it comes out, if they do reunite, would you go watch the movie? Um, that might be a video rental. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Bruce Willis just does not is not the Bruce Willis of the 80s anymore. I really liked him in 12 Monkeys, but I haven't really liked him in anything since then. Like oh, the, and, and The Fifth Element. Fifth Element. Yeah. Um, I liked him in... Multipas. Multipas. You ready for the next one? Yes. Set your minds back to weekday afternoons. Tune the, the TV to ABC, and these two ass clowns will pop up. <laughs> now, Laura, please repeat after me. I, Laura Weber Baldwin. I, Laura Weber Baldwin. Take thee, Lucas Lorenzo Spencer. Take thee, Lucas Lorenzo Spencer. To be my lawful wedded husband. To be my lawful wedded husband. Luke and Laura, give me an effing break. They were huge. I, I guess. Mean, they, they were. You're just a guy. You don't understand. I didn't. I've never watched an entire episode. I know, you know. I take it back. I want to say that my mom tortured me and made me watch the wedding episode of oh. Luke and Laura. Wow, she wouldn't let you go to the Duran Duran concert, and she made you sit through Luke and Laura's wedding. The woman must be stopped. <laughs> I I do have a so a funny so. Well, I think it's a funny soap opera story. Okay, far away. When I was in driver's training over the summer, when I was sixteen, my mother has watched um, Young and the Restless for literally like thirty years. And, um, so every day, you know, get up, go to driver's training, come home, we'd eat lunch and my mom would have Young and the Restless on and I'd just watch it cause I was eating lunch and, you know, so I'm watching it and there's this character on there named Brock and I can't figure out what Brock does for a living. And I said, mom, what does Brock do for a living? And she kind of thought about it for a minute and then she says, he fights world hunger. <laughs> nice. Why can't I have a job like that? Nice. Um, Luke and Laura get married on November 16th, 1981 with 30 million viewers watching. Supposedly the most watched soap opera hour ever, ever, ever. They were married for two decades and had two children. And this I didn't know because I, like I said, I didn't, ne I up. never, ever watched the show. Um, the two roles played by uh, Anthony Geary and Jeannie Francis, I guess this is straight out of Wikipedia. Yeah. Despite having been raped by a drunken Luke, Laura would later fall in love with him. <laughs> that, that's so wrong. What and, a wonderful uh, role model for women everywhere. Critics of the soap opera generally, you know, pan the unlikely pairing for detailing a rape victim to have fallen in love with her rapist. It's like, oh, look, Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> God. That's why I don't watch the soaps, except soap. Soap was the best. Yeah, Billy Crystal. Bill, and, and lots of other people. I don't Headless. know. See, I, when I watched it, I watched it for the first time when it was on TV, and it was a little too... You were too young. Right. But my, I would watch it with my dad. Oh, yeah. And my dad, you know, some awkward moment would come on. Uh-huh. And my dad would a go, lot do, do, you, do you understand that, Steve? I'm like, yeah, sure, I get it. <laughs> you know, everyone, everyone's uh, penis burns after you have sex. Yeah. That's so sweet. Mm, the bonding a, moments. That's right. We've got one last couple, and I bet a lot of people are wondering who's going to be. And we've rejected a lot along the way. We did. And not, uh, not because we don't love them, but just for right. the sake of time. Some of the ones we rejected, uh, Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. Technically, they got together. It was really late towards 80s. the eight, late 80s. Yeah. yeah. And we largely rejected them because they named their kids really stupidly. Yeah. yeah. 
Bert and Lonnie. Yeah, I love Lonnie from WKRP, but and I, you know, I must admit the Cannonball Run movies are my secret shame. Yeah, um, I, I love, actually I love s- Dino and Sammy in that Ferrari. But will you sit through uh, Stroker Ace starting? <laughs> oh, to, God, to not, a, not if you paid me. Yeah. Uh, Cliff and Claire Huxtable. You know, I was thinking about this. I, you know, I loved the Cosby Show when I was a kid, and I watched it now, and oh, I, uh, it does not matter. There's no. I don't know what you did. I never sensed any chemistry between the two of them. Like they never seemed yeah. like a married couple. It just they were like, just kind of like friends that lived together. Yeah. There was the really funny episode though that I liked that I think would hold up was when Theo said he wanted to be like in the real world. And so he went to school one day and then he came back and Cliff's like, you know, I'm not your dad. I'm your landlord, Harley Weewax. And he, <laughs> and he gave him money, you know, cause he was supposed to have a job and he gave him money and he went through the budget with him. And the greatest was at the end, he's like, I still have $20 left over. And Cliff says, you want a girlfriend? He says, of course. And then Cliff takes the money. <laughs> that bit was funny. But. The last rejected couple, Ron and Nancy. Oh, rejected for excellent Cause I'm reasons. never talking about that. <laughs> no. So what's that leave us with? One my, last couple. My favorite couple on the list. Sam and Diane. Do you know what the difference is between you and a fat brain ass? Nope. The fat brain ass would. <laughs> Speaking of fat brain asses, you're about to get dumped on yours. Dare you slap me? <laughs> Don't you ever hit me again. Like hell. Ah, uh, the genius of Shelley and Ted Danson. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you um, mock Doc Hollywood, but there's a great Ted Danson joke in there. A Ted Danson joke? Yeah. When uh, Woody Harrelson is oh, Woody. in um, L.A. to drop off uh, Michael J. Fox's car, mm-hmm. and they're with Bridget Fonda, and Bridget goes, hey, is that a celebrity over there? He's like, no, that's Ted Danson. Oh, Ted Danson, um, I love Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Ted Danson's on it playing himself with his wife, Mary Steenburgen. He's very funny on the show. Yeah. Now, Cheers um, obviously lasted 11 years on TV from 82 to 93. You so need to do a Cheers podcast. We named it on the blog the top TV show of the 80s. I think, or yeah. no, maybe, or maybe we did that. Miami Cheers Vice. totally stands up. I could watch Cheers anytime. Yeah, that's timeless. It's a great show. Let me ask you this. Shelley Long versus Kirstie Alley. Oh, boy. Um, they're so different, you know, and they're both so wrong for Sam. <laughs> God, I don't know. I, you know. I I'm really going to say I like Kirstie Alley better. And I know everyone's going to be like, you know, sacrilege. But I just, I don't know. The only thing um, that I like Shelley Long in is. Uh, Outrageous Fortune. No. Brady Bunch movie. Oh, yeah. She's very good as Carol Brady. Night Shift. With the oh god yeah she is really good in that prostitution <laughs> prostitution yeah I, now a day goes by where um, I don't sit at my desk with Daly and we sit there and and, and, and you say love brokers or corn dog <laughs> um, oh my god I love that movie or this is Steve telling Sean to, to shut, shut up <laughs> speaking of shut up we're out of time. Um, the smell in there must be getting to you by now. Oh, I'm ready to pass out in here. I shouldn't have left the spam in there. I'm really sorry. <sighs> Please forgive me. Um, in the meantime, we're going to leave you with um, the theme song for uh, Sam and Diane. While Vegas girlfriend myself, Sean Daly, back at his desk, still uh, recovering from squidians, <laughs> remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. I to say I must be on my way. 
Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Read the blog at blogs.tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes.